Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Join Josh and Chuck, the guys who bring you stuff you should know, as they take a trip around the world to help you get smarter in a topsy-turvy economy. Check out the all-new Super Stuff Guide to the Economy from HowStuffWorks.com, available now exclusively on iTunes. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com, and sitting next to me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there. All right, then. So I, I guess it's time for, uh... Yeah, it's we're, we're changing up things. It's time for Listener Mail! Ow. Yeah, usually we wait to the end to do this. Uh, but in this case, we, our, our, our entire podcast episode is based off of a um, message we received from a listener. So let me read that really quickly. Hello, I've been a listener and I love the podcast. I have a question. I keep getting viruses on my computer, Windows XP, and I was wondering if changing my IP address will stop the attacks. I have my computer locked down with Trend Micro and Windows Defender and everything will be fine until I randomly do a scan and it pulls off at least five viruses. But this is not every time I do a scan, just sometimes. I do a scan every day. I was listening to an old podcast of yours where you talk about some program that makes it seem like your IP is different. It was how proxy servers work. Your help would be much appreciated. Alex from Arlington, Texas. Well, Alex, uh, we're here to, to help you a little bit, as much as we can at any rate. Uh, computer viruses are nasty, nasty customers, and uh, it's never fun to find one on your machine. That's true, and um, that's why we've decided to entitle this Computer Virus Emergency Response Plan Go. Yes. Because you have to figure out, what are you going to do in the event of a virus? You yeah. can't uh, walk out and, um, you know... Walk out in the hallway, find that big red box with the, in the event of a computer virus, break glass. Right, yeah. What are you going to do when they come for you, is I think the question we should ask. I'm, um, I'm leaving now. I'm going <laughs> no, to no, go no, away. No, stay, stay, stay. All right. So first thing, Alex, your first question about uh, changing your IP address. I'm sorry, that's not going to work. Nope. No. Um, you're looking at, in that case, you were talking about uh, using a, a proxy server. Uh, the specific case we were talking about was uh, you'd log into a server that would allow you to then browse the web through that server uh, so that if anyone were looking at, uh, at the, you know, the, the traffic coming into that site, they would see it coming from the, the proxy server you were using, not your own computer. So in that sense, it's really kind of misdirection. It's just telling someone, hey, uh, I'm actually using this computer that happens to be in another country or whatever, um, not my own computer at home. It's not going to help you if you have a virus on your computer. Uh, and that sound, that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds to me that you have a virus on your computer that your scanner is not picking up. Um, and there are many viruses uh, or variants of viruses uh, other kinds of malware that can download other malware. Like there, there are Trojans you can get or, or viruses or whatever that part of the, the thing that they do to your computer is they invite this other nasty stuff onto your computer without your knowledge. So that might be why you're getting this notification. It's picking up the other stuff that your virus is uh, allowing onto your computer, but not the main culprit. 
That's true. Um, you know, unfortunately, sad to say, uh, in order for you to get a virus or a Trojan horse or some kind of other malware on your computer, you have to do some of the work yourself. Yeah. Um, now that doesn't, you know, not to sound accusatory because I certainly don't mean it to be that way. Um, you know, the, the people who write this stuff have gotten a lot better at social engineering, which is basically convincing you that you're downloading something completely benign that will actually be useful to you, such as a plugin for a, a website to uh, watch this special video or, right. um, or something along those lines. Or so even, even anti-virus or sure. anti-spyware software. Sure. I mean, um, you know, a lot of people have been tricked into doing that. They'll see a pop-up from their browser window that says, Hey, you know, we, we've, Detected a virus on your computer. Click here to download the uh, the free virus blocker, and uh, it'll wipe it out. Well, in fact, you didn't have one, but you do now, right? Uh, thanks to that that little installer that they put on there. So, um, you know, it, certainly through some kind of uh, weird happenstance, you seem to have gotten something on there. And even if you clean it off um, and you keep ending up with new viruses, there's some pop up somewhere that something's going on, and and you may be inadvertently reinstalling new viruses on your machine, even uh, even if you did wipe the old one or the original one off. Right. And uh, so let's let's take a look at a couple of things that you need to, to take into consideration. First of all, you did mention that you're using Windows XP as your uh, operating system. Uh, make sure that you have the most recent service packs for Windows XP, because one thing that a lot of these uh, uh, hackers, or, or really we should call them crackers because it's a malicious hacker, um, one thing that they're looking at when they're building these viruses and Trojans and things like that, this other kind of malware, um, they look at vulnerabilities that exist within operating systems to exploit those vulnerabilities. So you want to have the most up-to-date service packs because a lot of those have security patches that plug up these vulnerabilities as Microsoft discovers them. So someone sees something that can be exploited, they tell Microsoft, Microsoft says, okay, we need to fix this, and they address it and then release a patch for you to download and install so that it, it patches your system. You want to make sure you have the latest version of the service pack uh, so that it is going to be the most secure. Um, so that's my first my first line of advice is to make sure you have that. Second of all, there are some viruses that are particularly tricky and will prevent you from downloading the most recent version of uh, your anti uh, antivirus software. So you want to you want to make sure you have the most uh, up-to-date version of that as well. Um if it looks like you're being prevented from accessing that from uploading uh, up, updating your database essentially is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh if that's happening, then you know that you've got something hiding there that you need to find. Uh it may require that you uninstall uh that particular kind of antivirus and try something else. Um, I don't recommend that you use more than one kind of antivirus software on a computer at the same time because it's very resource intensive and they tend to make each other uh, get all tangled up and they fall over each other. They don't work very well together, in other words. That's true. That's true. Um, And that sort of, unless I'm jumping the gun here, brings me to uh, the point I wanted to make. Um, This may not be the best thing for you to do on the hard drive that's infected. You know, what you might need to do is use what I would put in that little glass box if I were actually making one, which would be an emergency response disk. Yes. Um, and basically, this is something that uh, that you might be able to use. Uh, you might actually have something that, that does it. You said um, 
were using a Trend Micro uh, antivirus, well, they actually have a disk that you can use. Um, they're one of, of several. Uh, Kaspersky is another one where you can build a rescue disk. And what this does is it allows you to boot your computer from the CD itself. Um, you might say, so what's the big deal? Well, if you're running off the CD rather than your hard drive, then your hard drive doesn't have control of your computer. The uh, operating system loaded onto the CD does. So it can actually scan, uh, it can actually scan your hard drive without any interference from that virus that's on your hard drive. So if you suspect that something is preventing you from updating your antivirus or, uh, updating your operating system to the latest service pack, um, it probably is a good idea to go ahead and build a rescue disk and, and, uh, possibly even on a system that, that you know is not infected. Right. Um, and then you can use it to boot your machine and, and hopefully exterminate those viruses because that, um, those antivirus companies that help you build those rescue disks actually, uh, they build in some, uh, antivirus stuff in there. So it'll go through your computer and see what it can find and hopefully exterminate those viruses. Yeah. Uh, it's always a good idea to, to follow that. Um, another, Another way you can kind of look into the same sort of thing is to uh, to boot your computer in safe mode, which means that uh, it doesn't actually initialize the the Windows um, the Windows uh, 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 software operating system. So a lot of the viruses are part of your Windows registry if you're using a Windows machine. Um, that's part of how they kind of load themselves up when you boot your computer. Uh, the Windows registry keeps up a full database of all the different programs and. Uh, applications that uh, need to to come online as soon as you turn your computer on, mm-hmm. um, and and it's a tricky thing. If you ever open up your Windows registry to look at it, there's often a ton of stuff on there, especially if you've ever deleted a program without actually uninstalling it first. Uh, stuff that can be, you know, remnants of that stuff can be on your Windows registry forever, and it, it gets really clunky and, and uh, hard to navigate through that. And things don't necessarily have the names you would expect yeah. in the registry key. So you could look at it and it all looks like a big jumbled gobbledygook. But um, if you can if you can start your computer in safe mode and, uh, and run some antivirus software uh, through safe mode, and there are a lot of websites that tell you how to do that. It all depends on which uh, vi- antivirus software you're using. That might also help because it won't allow the virus to disable whatever it is uh, in that antivirus software that it that's preventing it from finding the stuff in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, let's say that let's say that you're able to run the stuff and it finds a virus. Uh, what do you do then? It depends again on what software you're using. Uh, most antivirus software has some sort of tool that will automatically remove the virus from your system, which means it will look for every single file that's associated with that virus and delete it or at least quarantine it. Right. Um, so, the, the, again, uh, j- just because you track down a virus to a specific file like a specific application, if you delete that application, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've gotten rid of the virus because there are many, many parts to some of these viruses. They'll, they'll, they'll spread files around in several different locations. So you need to make sure you get all of them. Um, so one good thing to do is if you run the antivirus software, you write down the name. If a virus pops up, write down the name of that virus uh, and – Make sure you link it to whichever antivirus software you're using because some companies use different names for different viruses. That's true. Yeah, You don't want to just assume that it's going to be the same in every single one, although most tend to list the uh, alternate names as well. 
uh, in their virus databases. So usually you can figure it out even if you're using, if you're looking at a different database than the one supported by your antivirus software. Right. So at that point, you would need to go and look up this virus and see what all the names of all the different files that are associated with that particular virus. And then you would need to go and try and remove those files from your computer. Now, keep in mind, if that involves going into your registry and you remove the wrong file, (laughs) your computer might not work the way it was supposed to. So always back up your Windows registry file before you start making changes to it. You do not want to have the headache of turning on your computer and realizing, oops, I deleted something that was apparently really important and I don't have a backup. Yep. Well, really, you should back up your hard drive anyway. Regularly anyway. Yeah, I was going to get to that when we're talking about preventive. But um, yes, if you are not backing up your hard drive, please change that behavior as soon as possible. Um, I, whether you're backing it up to a solid medium, uh, medium like a, a compact, compact discs or, um, flash drives, which I'm sure would take quite a few for most of us, yeah. uh, or a, uh, an external hard drive is probably your best bet. And they're not that expensive. Um, especially when you compare it to the, the headache you would receive if you had to start from scratch. Um, Invest in one of those, do regular backups of your hard drive, just in case if the absolute worst should happen, you might need to rely on it again. Yeah, I mean, if you if you lost all the information on your hard drive, you knew that your hard drive is essentially hosed, and you had files that's on... A, that's a technical term. That is a technical term. Um, and you said, well, you know, I've got files on here. I've got to have them. There are certain files on here that I know are on here, even though it's contaminated with virus. Um, I know I'm going to have to reformat my hard drive or buy a new hard drive. Um, you might have to send it out to a data recovery service and talk about spendy. Um, yeah. it's, yeah. you know, these guys are like magicians. Honestly, they're, they're amazing because they can pull stuff off of there that, that you thought was long, long gone. And they might be able to even identify what is infected and what isn't. Yeah. These, these are the same guys that, uh, that, law enforcement agencies call on when they need to scour a bad guy's computer and see if there's any evidence on it. These are people who, you know, they can look and look for traces for stuff that for a, on a hard drive that's been reformatted multiple times. Yep. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Damaged by fire, shock, you right. know, water. The, these guys Jack can do. Bauer got to it. Right. Uh, you can, <laughs> you can, you can bet that, that they'll be able to do it. However, You'll be spending a whole lot of money for the privilege of having them recover your files and, and check through them to make sure that they're okay. So, you know, backing things up, you know, investing in, in a storage solution and maybe a little software to back that stuff up on a regular basis, um, will save you some serious headaches if you get a virus infection and have to restore, uh, to a previous version. Yeah. I've even seen external hard drives that had a simple button on it and all you had to do is press the button and it would automatically back up your system from that point. So all you had to do was remember to push a button. And now, of course, there are external hard drives that have automatic software so that if you can't be bothered to push a button, it'll do it for you. <laughs> and you know what? I'll be honest. There are things that I need to do on a regular basis that I forget about and then like three or four months will go by and I realize, ooh, I need to do that. And uh, uh, so I'm one of those people who probably could use the automatic feature as opposed to, hey, 
you need to push push that button. It's been a while. It's a good thing your dogs remind you yeah. to walk them. Yes, it's it is a good thing. They they are um, <laughs> they are not lax in that. No. Uh, I was going to mention um, a, a utility that might be useful if you know there's a file spe- a specific file you need to get rid of, but your computer is not letting you get to it. Um, like as soon as it boots up, you can't even get into uh, to smart mode. I mean, this does sometimes happen. Um, there's a utility called remove on reboot. Uh-huh. And so let's, let's say there's a file on your system and you know that this is a corrupt file and you have to get rid of it. But every time you try and delete it, you're getting the message, this file is currently in use. You can't delete it. Yep. Um, and no matter what programs you close out of, you're still getting that message. If you use the remove on reboot utility, mm-hmm. you can designate that file as, hey, this is a bad file. Delete it as soon as I start up my computer. Nice. And before it can even initialize, it'll get booted. Very nice. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's something for you to, to keep in mind if you have a problem with viruses and you do know the pro, the, the specific files that are uh, a problem. Uh, like we said before, don't go deleting things willy nilly. Don't, don't reformat your hard drive just on a, a nope. whim. You know, you try some other stuff first because you could very well remove these viruses without that kind of headache. Yeah. Proceed with caution. Um, you know, ditching everything is, is not going to be the, the best use of your time, even though it's going to be faster, uh, up front, you'll still have to go back and rebuild stuff and you're going to lose a lot of information in the process too. Right. Um, and uh, you know, it can be a learning experience. If you can go in scientifically and eliminate stuff that, you know, you know is fine in an attempt to find the, figure out what's, what's wrong, you're going to educate yourself about how to do this if, you know, it happens next time. Hopefully it won't. Yeah. So let's, let's just kind of do a quick recap. Um, make sure your operating system is up to date. Make sure your antivirus and or anti-spyware software is up to date. Um, try and find one that, that updates at least once a week. Most of them do. Um, and, uh, and make sure you enable that function. Don't, don't tell your firewall to block it because that's very important that you stay up to date on that stuff. And, uh, and just use some careful web surfing, uh, you know, policies. Don't open up a, a weird attachments and emails. Uh, don't follow links blindly. Don't answer pop-up ad stuff. Um, you know, these are just general rules of thumb that will make your web surfing experience much more pleasant in the long run. Oh, yeah. So, uh, well, that, that, do you have anything to add to that? No. Nope, well, nope, Alex, I, I hope uh, we answered your question, and I really hope you are able to take care of that problem. Um, but uh, this does bring us to an interesting moment. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's the second time for this show, in fact. You know what that means. Oh, no. Yeah, it's more listener mail. Jeez, I had my earplugs out now. Yeah, you thought that we weren't going to do one at the end, but I fooled you. Uh. All right, so this one comes from our friend Ben over in Clinton. And uh, Ben writes to us and says, Is the alarm sound at the beginning of listener mail the same sound used on MST3K, that's Mystery Science Theater 3000 for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, to signal the start of a movie? Every time I hear it, I get the mental picture. Know what I mean? Thanks a lot. Keep up the good work. Huh. Do you know what he means? Yes, in fact, I do. Well, why, why, we'll try another experiment. So for the third time today, uh, mm-hmm. Tyler, if you please. Movie, movie sign! sign! We've got movie sign! 
No, no, that's not the same. So. No, it's not the same. A little different. At all. Yeah, it's a little different. No. But thanks for writing, Ben. We appreciate it. And if any of you have anything you'd like to write to us, uh, suggestions or corrections or, you know, just general weird comments, uh, maybe even a haiku, because I hear that Josh and, and oh, no. Chuck have stopped the haikus. So if you have to get your haiku on... Why don't if we have want, limericks? Uh, I like limericks too, but they've moved on to limericks. Actually, oh, you know okay. what? If you want to write a, a Spencerian <laughs> sonnet, you can do so and send it to techstuff at howstuffworks.com. And I'm talking Spencerian, not Shakespearean. All right? So look that up. So techstuff at howstuffworks.com. And remember, uh, we have blogs uh, up and running, and you can find those. Actually, now you can find them straight from our homepage. So howstuffworks.com. Look on the right-hand side. You'll see that there are some uh, interesting blogs up there. Sometimes it's ours as well. And if you click on <laughs> if you click on the button at the bottom, it'll take you straight to the blog page, and you can read all the different blogs. There's lots of really interesting ones. And uh, remember, you can read all about computer viruses and other software that goes bump in the night at HowStuffWorks.com, and we will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?